Hey yo, welcome back to AIW's The Card Is Going To Change. My name is Ronnie Two Legs. As always, I'm here with AIW owner, John Thorne. What's up, yo. Thorne? Oh man, been, uh, been, been a rough, rough recovery time. Yeah, it's been a busy couple days for AIW, that's for sure. Oh yeah, dude. I fucking... It's like, it's so hard to like come down, you know what I mean, and sleep. And then, like, finally, like, I got some good sleep in yesterday, but now I've just been tired all day, you know? Yeah, it was, uh, it was a long weekend for for most of us. Uh, we had AIW's Bow Down at the Masonic Temple in Cleveland. And then we had some some dream come true. Two two dreams coming true in, in two days there for you, Thorne, because I know running that big room uh, was, was something you had on the list there. And uh, Flea Market Wrestling at the Hartville Flea Market on Saturday morning. Talk uh, about uh, talk about just keeping yourself humble, you know? <laughs> like, uh, not even on purpose. It's back like, to back, dude. It's like, you know, but that's what I always tell, like, you know, that's what I always tell the, the students at the school is like, hey, you want to know what happens, like, if you wrestle for this X, Y, and Z promotion? And they go, what? Like, I think it's like, I'm going to tell them some, like, big secret you know what I mean? Like, yeah, it's the like, key to you, wrestling, <laughs> the key, like, it's like the key that's going to unlock everything. I say, Hey, you know, you know, what's going to happen if you wrestle at this place? And like, what? I say, you got to go to work on Monday still. And like, they just look <laughs> at me like, what? I'm like, you have to have that mentality. You know what I mean? Like you can't let yourself like get up into the clouds like that. And like, uh, you have to, remain grounded and i tell i tell everybody that at the school and like it's always like the same reaction like they just like are looking at you like you know like a puppy dog oh my god i'm about to finally learn you know what i mean like i'm about to learn this Uh like the the deep secret to the you know the the secret society that does professional wrestling like it's like and then it's just like oh you got to go to work on monday still (laughs) and they just like look at you like what (laughs) John John Thorne, uh, third member of Nine to Five, sounds like. <laughs> but it's like <laughs> that's like their know, whole mo. <laughs> but it's like, man, like how funny is like we stumble into this like dream come true Friday night, which was just unbelievably stressing everybody out, especially me. And then it's like you got to wake up first thing in the morning, you got to drive to go wrestle in front of two hundred people at a tent outside a flea market. That room, like when you first told me too, because you just casually slipped it in there. I was, we we're talking about something, and then you're like, "Oh yeah, and we're in the big room tonight." So that, so there's that. And I was like, "What? Like really? For real? Like that's happening?" And you're like, "Yeah." Um, but then, yeah, the flea market, though, man, I, I loved it. That was uh, when you told me about that. I was extremely excited. Stuff like that is awesome to me. Uh, we took a walk around that place after. Like it's just. It's I was great. there for a while. I was there for like a good two hours. There's a lot to the see. It's huge. I know. I was there for a long. I was there for a long time. Uh, bought a Chinese throwing star. Yeah, immediately immediately started buying weapons. I love that. Yeah, I think Arthur MacArthur might have bought a shotgun or something. He bought some kind of weapon. I know he definitely got a butterfly knife. People were just Jeez. walking out of there fully armed. I, <laughs> I know Dom was, Dom was I mean, eyeing was, up a pair of nunchucks for sure. Nunchucks or however you say it. He was definitely he was eyeing up a pair of chucks for sure. He he bought, about, I know he bought brass knuckles and he bought, a, knucks, he, yeah. he bought he bought he bought a Chinese throwing star as well. Oh, fantastic! Uh, 
I mean, people were just walking out of their arm to the teeth. I mean, fucking, if you, you want to fuck around and find out with a member of the AW roster, that was, I, I think, twice if uh, you knew that they wrestled at the Hartful Flea Market on Saturday. It's really, it's, it's, uh, it's disappointing that uh, Jizz Fest is no longer a thing with uh, Kaplan, you know what I mean? Uh, we could take a, like, get, you know, get a bunch of logs out there and everyone start whipping their throw, throwing stars at the logs and fucking going crazy out there for Kaplan's big it's old been, party. It's, that it's been rebranded. Kaplan's gone uh, a little politically cur- uh, correct. It's not called J Fest. Spooky, <laughs> spooky J Fest. Okay, okay, now. yeah. We can bleep it if you feel. I don't want to. You know, I don't want to blow uh, Kaplan's cover there. <laughs> but uh, yeah, that, that we should do that. Everyone bring their weapons to uh, <laughs> Spooky J Fest, dude. Yeah, he's moved it to October. But That's uh, fantastic. Yeah, it's uh, which is funny because at uh, I mean we're gonna probably bounce all over this place, but at first stop. Uh, Steve Guy came up to me and he's like, "Do you know where we were on this date six years ago?" And I was like, "No." He's like, "We were at J Fest." <laughs> yeah, because wasn't it the same like weekend every year? For it was a while? the same. It was the night of Chandler's funeral. Okay, uh, so yeah, yeah. So like, we did the funeral. Then we had a ring rental, <laughs> which we all had to go do. Jeez. Uh, and then we, a bunch of us, drove to Kaplan's, and Kaplan did a ten bell salute. Uh, at uh, one o'clock in the morning, to Chandler Biggins with the yeah, ring I, bell. I've heard that story before. The ten bells, and then didn't he say a little bit of something like he had talked? A yeah, bit he, to I, I don't remember what he said, but he like said a couple words and like there's like Kaplan is like his regular friends were there. Like yeah, not like Kaplan is like <laughs> Kaplan had no less than like 150 regular civilian friends in his home that had no. <laughs> they probably don't even know that he's a fucking wrestler. They had no idea what the fuck he's talking about. And he gives this. He gives like a. Uh, What's it called? What's it called when you talk at a at a funeral? Like a eulogy. A eulogy. Yeah, 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 yeah. He gives a eulogy and then does then uh, pulls a ring bell out of his garage, which who the fuck knows where that came from? <laughs> he just had one. He just had one, and then he does ten bells. Oh, that's fantastic! Well, yeah, it, that guy. it was. Uh, it was uh, quite the weekend uh, for sure. I mean, lots uh, lots of craziness going on. Uh, lots of stress and you know like uh the flea market and then uh you know it was just uh it was all over the place it was so weird though to like on saturday uh, i was like home at four o'clock you know yeah. i'm like what do i do like being done that early yeah yeah how do you after party at the fucking from the matinee you know what i mean do you like go to do you go to brunch or something you know like i, was like, <laughs> I thought the th- the flea market tr- chinese throwing stars was like that that was the after party walking around that place with the boys was the after party in my opinion <laughs> i know but it was just so weird like I, I was like i was like home at like four or five and i'm just like now what you know what i mean like i kind of i kind of cleared my whole day for this this weekend um, was was absolutely, in my opinion, uh, very much so in the high, high, low, low, just crazy roller coaster that happens kind of in wrestling. Like, this is all I know. I only know AIW, and I've really never been involved in anything else other than this. But the ups and downs is crazy to, like, like you said, getting there. And I don't want to pull the curtain back too much, but... We had a great night. I feel like we did good. There was no problems. A lot of stuff going on. At the end of the night, you get a little bit, you know, you, you hear it from some people, this or that. You know, I don't know what you yeah. want to say, but, uh, yeah, it's just a wild up and down for sure. And uh, you, you deal with a lot of shit, in my opinion, to going. Then you, get, then you show up Saturday morning to the flea market where the guy was just like, hey, you guys are here. Awesome. And, uh, oh, uh, did you get, were you able to get electricity? There, oh, there's like one 
like socket that we could literally plug into like one socket for all of the, the audio and video stuff. One guy like was just like so offended by everything that happened. Like he wrote like this rant on Instagram and uh, Friday night. No, about Saturday. Oh, Saturday. Really? So, you know, I've been thinking about checking out AIW and it's just like, so I checked them out on Saturday and I'm just like, dude, like, and you know, like he's offended. He was offended, you know, that, uh, it, <laughs> Like people referred to it as a flea market, and like it was just it, it was just what crazy. What is it rant. called? What do you mean? Isn't that what it's called? The Hartville Flea. Like, market? It was a toy. Con- it was a toy convention going on. It wasn't just a flea market. And like uh, he was mad that uh, you know, like the heel promos, like cut heel promo, and then like didn't understand that it was like all to get beat up by Savio Vega. You know what I mean? Like yeah. But this guy like tagged us in this like rant and like tagged the Hartville Flea Market and the. You know, we were brought in by Hastel Toy, who was the you know who was putting together the the toy convention that was going on in the main room in there. Yeah, so like, this guy was like so mad. Like, I was like, geez, man. Like, I thought I, I thought everybody was having fun. Yeah, there was. I, th- I thought Saturday was awesome. Um, there was a, br- a bunch of debuts. You know, unofficial, official, whatever. You know, I said because I, I commentated it because it's probably going to hit Patreon or something. But I was like, I, I, this isn't canon. You know what I mean? Like this is <laughs> like they'll have their official AIW debuts. But right, I assumed. But if it, you were you know, honestly though, a lot of people got a little. A lot, a lot of people didn't show up on Saturday morning. They went a little too hard at the first stop, and uh, you know we looked around and there was a bunch of the kids that. Uh, are you know on that uh list for the potential fresh meat show in the mm-hmm. fall and uh dom was like hey do you care and i said no i mean it's not live you know like this is right you know this this will be good for him and like you know there none of them showed up anticipating to wrestle on saturday they were just kind of thrown into the fire uh on like you know half hours notice because you know we started looking and you know uh some people said they're coming they didn't come you know and like uh we're like well you know we got enough guys to you know if we space this out with with these guys we can really put together a you know a good you know almost two hour show and uh that's what we did so i mean it'll it'll probably hit patreon or something eventually but um you know might not be for a while it was uh it's like that classic number one wrestling rule right uh, always bring your gear always be prepared right i'll tell you what i was having so much fun i almost told the guy like hey we'll run it back at 2 30 it kept getting yeah you you kept kept saying that we might want to leave this ring up be ready we want to do a three o'clock show why don't you know we got i saw the, the razor i saw the razor man i saw the razor man walk into the arena and i saw savio vega walk into the arena aka the tent behind the flea market yep and uh, i went well you know we might have enough guys to run it back now <laughs> we should have man we were there right but yeah it, it, <clears throat> i thought it, i mean i thought it was fun you know like i thought it was good kind of wholesome fun you know nothing a uh, good little morale booster for the people that were there i thought you know um but yeah it was it was a good time just crazy weekend like you said like ups and downs and everything in between to me it was cool um i always try to you know what i mean like i always i see myself sometimes from the fan side of it because that's where i came from and it was like for the aiw local like hardcores that loyals that did come to the to the toy convention show on saturday afternoon it was like you know obviously like you said the the students that wrestle they're going to get their official debut at fresh meat but that's like a you know a little sneak peek. Like not everyone got to see that. When they do debut, you'd be able to say, "Hey, I saw him." You know, saw him at that flea market show too. You know, and I thought, I thought personally that they all showed a lot, a lot. 
on Saturday and I'm excited because I don't get to go to, you know, practice. I don't get to see, you know, I'm not at the school, so I don't really see where anyone's at, but I see all these students and, you know, you you start seeing the same faces over and over again for so long, yada, yada. And, you know, it was cool to, you know, finally see some of the students really, you know, get in there and get some action. Yeah. And, you know, like Dom has kind of been on the fence about if we're going to do uh, fresh meet again this year, because, uh, you know, uh, he wasn't sure if we'd have enough and, um, I mean, Saturday, I was like, dude, like, we got to do it. You know what I mean? Like, these guys all look, they all did great, you know? And, yeah. Like, they're only going to be better by September. So, you know, that's, uh, I, I think it's on. And, you know, like, that's just one of those happy accidents, again, in, in wrestling tour. Like, I saw it, and I was like, wow, like, that was unique. That was unique. That was unique. That needs a little bit of work, but it's still good. You know what I mean? Like, Because, yeah. you know, I, I don't go all the time either, but, like, to see the full presentation of some of them, you know, I thought that that was, you know, I, I thought it was good for me too to, to see and say, you know what, uh, I think we are going to do this fresh meet. Yeah, I mean, I think easily could do a show. I mean, we had almost what, like four different matches of, of undebuted students, whatever you want to call them, where, and, you know, it wasn't even like you put them in a, a multi-man match. They could all been doing sing, you know, they could all be doing singles match. You know, they, they were all they seemed did. ready they, to me. Yeah, they all did singles matches, I think, on Saturday, so... Um, yeah, you know, we'll see. Uh, but yeah, like just, uh, just crazy weekend. Just, you know, one of those wild, wild pro wrestling weekends. Like, you know, things just get thrown at us and like, we gotta, we gotta adapt and, and, and evolve and work through it. And, um, I was, I was terrified about that big room on Friday night. I mean, it was a dream come true, but I was terrified because it is big. Yeah. Yeah. I knew your, your first reaction. I knew because I asked you to, but I knew you were going to be like, Oh fuck! You know what I mean? Because you had even said it wasn't it wasn't the, that the asylum room, whatever that we're calling it upstairs in in Masonic, wasn't selling as fast as the first one did, um, right. and as quickly. So you were already worried, but then to be thrown into a space that's you know three times the size of it, um, I, I knew you were going to be you know. Well, they contacted uh, me on like they contacted me on like Wednesday, and they're like, "You guys only have a hundred tickets sold." Wow, and really? I was, I was like, oh, fuck. You know what I mean? Because, like, yeah. last time we were sold out, like, days in advance. You know what I mean? With, like, mm-hmm. 500. It was, like, 500-something. Yeah. So, like, they were like, you know, like, hey, you know, like, what the fuck? But uh, then, like, I got an E. Like, but then they were like, they saw the raw thing somehow. They're like, but that Monday Night Raw thing was super cool. And I was like, this is a weird email. You know, I like, think that one guy that we and, had uh, talked to who said he'd really pushed for us to be in that room, he's the one who saw the Raw thing, I think. The the one guy. The, he's the head guy. He's the guy. He's the guy. He, okay. Um, he's, he's the head guy. But then, like, I get an email Friday at, like, 1230. And it was like, hey, give me a call. Um some stuff has to change but it's all good news and i'm like oh fuck like what is this right you know what i mean like i was like what are they gonna do like fucking put us in the parking lot or something you know what i mean like i was like (laughs) what the fuck does this email mean so like i waited like a good five minutes and i'm just like what is about to happen you know what i mean because like you just never know and i called him and he's like hey you know we've been doing some renovations and like one of the contractors or something like accidentally drained all the Freon out of the AC unit. Yeah. 
Yeah, because they were going to be demoing some stuff, and you know, I guess that's like part of it. But you know, it was they did it uh, a day earlier or something like that. He uh, he kind of explained it to me, and he was like, "So we're going to put you guys in the big room for the same deal, and because it's going to stay cooler in there because it's a lot of people can spread out." And I'm like, "Okay, like." what the fuck? You know what I mean? Like, I'm, yeah. we have a, we have a hundred tickets sold in a fucking like three thousand seat space, you know. But then uh, he's like, "It'll be cool. It'll be cool. It'll be cool. It'll be cool." And like, uh, the tickets like started going on Thursday a little bit because I could t- like because that's all they told us is like, "Hey, you guys have a hundred tickets sold on Wednesday." But then like Pedro and I, we just have to like look at the Ticketmaster website and go like, "Okay, how many rows can we get eight tickets?" And then you start like doing this like weird math equation based on like the ticket availability on the Ticketmaster website. Mm-hmm. And then like we we had it figured out that it was down to like fourteen premium tickets, but like GA you have no idea. Um, so we're just yeah, like yeah. okay, you know, we're like doing that math. If we can move this and do this, and um, you know, we're like it, you know, it should be if we can fill those seats. We'll just like darken it or not let anybody in the big seats or whatever. You know what I mean? And then, um, like we started, we started setting everything up and he's like, they're trying to like get the ticket list and like, oh yeah, you know, you guys got about 400 pre-sold now. I was like, what the fuck happened? You know, like, but I put that, I, once they told us, I, you know, I put out like a, a big, like call to action. Yeah. it, It did, I guess, you know, convince some people because like, the ticket sales like shot up like crazy Friday afternoon when we said that we're going to be in the big room. Yeah, because I emailed you. He goes, he, he, I'm standing there with him talking to him and he couldn't, he was trying to email you the ticket manifest thing of like what's sold, what's left, yada, yada. And at first he thought I was you. And I was like, oh no, John's not here yet. Uh, you know, blah, blah. And explain, you know, told him who I was. And he goes, oh yeah, I remember I walked with you and the other guy, you know, Pedro, the other owner guy. Oh, that's, I just, just paid, whatever. I said, so yeah, I talked to him. He goes, uh, he goes, I can't, he couldn't pull up your email for some reason. So that's when I texted you and he's, he was, and he goes, oh, I got it. I got, here it is. And he sent it over. He goes, yeah, I think you're at like 400 something right now. And I went, oh, fuck. I thought they told me like, you know, cause you had said we hadn't sold them. And I was like, holy fuck, 400. Okay. Like, all right. <laughs> yeah. Like it, like it was all in those, like, you know, if you ask me, it's probably all Friday afternoon, like a huge number of it. Um, So then like. I got there and like, you're looking and it's just like, fuck, like this room is massive. But then like when we started getting set up, you know, in the, like the ring takes up like that, like the ring takes up so much space in the pit. Yeah. And then like, you know, we started setting up the chairs and I was like, so how many extra chairs on the floor? And Pedro was like, none, this is what we've sold. And it was full. You know what I mean? Like it looked good yeah. on the floor. And he's like, so all GA is going, is, is going up into the, you know, these stands. And he's like, we're just like, once we figured out how we're going to shoot it, like we just started saying like, you know, like having our, like we're going to have our guys try to like push people over to one side at first. And it ended up like looking decent in there, you know, like after, it, after people started getting in there and like, yeah, yeah. It I would filled say, in. Yeah. I mean, I would say, you know, like they get like, I don't know, like, so, 
last time, like we did all the door sales, but like this time they kind of set up their own little like cutoff for, to do the door sales, you know? Mm -hmm. So like, I, I don't know if they're like, I don't know if there's any skimming going on or whatever. You have to just assume that in a, in a music venue. Uh, but like, I would say, you know, like we probably had 500 ish in there all said and done, um, on Friday night and it looked, it looked pretty decent and like he was kind of like yeah like because when i first met with him they told me a huge amount of money to run a show in there and then like he was like hey this looks pretty cool in here maybe you guys just do it in here every time and i'm like dude that's up to you you know like right right and like i think like i walked out into the lobby in the fucking bar line was so fucking long and i was like oh this is why this this guy is like, yeah, maybe we do it in here all the time, you know, because like people were fucking drinking on Friday. And like, that's what like Hell when yeah. people are when people are drinking, like venues get a little bit more like, hey, maybe we maybe we should do this again. You know what I mean? Like, um, so that's why like that certainly helps, you know, like we, and I'll tell you what, man, we had a ton of. Of people I have never seen in my life in the crowd on Friday night. A yeah, ton. I was going to say, a couple people had mentioned that. Do you think that has, I mean, it's got to be a kick from the Monday night thing, right? I mean. I, you know, it could be Monday night. It could be the social media ads. I mean, it well, could that, I was gonna be a say, lot of stuff. The kick from Monday and then the subsequent, like, a bunch of people tweeting or Facebooking, Instagram, hey, this is the company he was talking about. So, like, you know, right. it's hard to say, it's hard to ask your fans to do that every single day of every single week of all this to try and recruit new people. You know, it's it, that kind of thing is hard. But when you have such a big kick like that, you got to feel like some of those newbies, it had to have come from that, you know? Yeah. And I mean, it was just like, fuck, like, you know, like I was terrified it was going to just look abysmal. You know, I was like, yeah. You were but very like, worried. <laughs> once, like, people got in there, it actually looked fucking pretty sick. You know what I mean? Like, obviously, the top was empty, but, like, they darkened the room. So, like, it didn't look that bad, and everybody had, like, space to spread out, you know? So, like, I think people liked that in there, you know? Yeah. He was just like the the guy was just kind of like I think people had a much more enjoyable experience in this room because they were you know packed into the gills upstairs and he's like you know even if you're not filling it like it's still a considerable amount of people they're drinking the fans are always well behaved that's the one thing that is the one thing that he just and you know we have to put the fan base over for this he is so impressed about how well behaved the fans are yeah um he just can't believe it like you know he's like we can get 100 people in here for a rock show and there's gonna be 15 fights you know what i mean he's like you guys got 500 people in here and i don't even know if i have to i even have to pay my security guys you know what i mean they're just sitting around <laughs> doing nothing yeah you know like so he was like that is one thing that has certainly helped this relationship is like how well behaved everybody is you know at the first one and now this one he was uh he was very happy with and we had like a decent meeting at the end of the night cuz uh you know like we have Jaylet on the books there and you know he's talking about doing Jaylet in the big room you know and um one thing he did say though is like you know with with notice he said that you know a lot of people ran up onto those tables you know cuz like we didn't have any notice he said like those yeah um 
you know, they would, because they do all the ticketing. You uh-huh. know, he said they would sell those as a as a premium ticket. So what we were talking about doing is maybe we kill our stage seats, and then like those seats become those you know those premium those premium seats essentially those those table those those seats in that weird kind of like mezzanine you know what i'm talking about like, absolutely yeah um i know somebody, like jonah was sitting there and a couple other people grabbed tables yeah it, it's uh it's definitely some of the most prime seating i would have to think in that whole building i think a lot of this like seats even up where we pushed ga and all that was really rad for site wise and all that but to have a table right there and stuff and i mean i would think even some of those bigger shows they they probably even run like like bar service to those people right. but uh, i don't think we would do that but i'm just saying like that's what that's that's seating that is like some vip shit um right it was really rad for sure but that it is big shouts to the fans though for not acting like pieces of shit because hey man you know if, if we if we get nice thing you know you don't ruin shit you know don't ruin shit and then we get to have nice things that's great I, I big shouts to the fans for that absolutely but I even kind of said we we were all joking about that and me Pedro Tom Dunn we were all standing around and we were talking to the main guy and he he had just started getting some of the security guys there. And they were talking about whether where they wanted to do the ticketing and cut off and this and that because the box office and this and that. And that's when they started talking about, well, we really never have no problems. And I said, that's, you know, wrestling fans, man, they're really not, they're not there to start shit with everybody else. We go and watch the fighting in the ring and then we go home and have a few, you know, no one, I've been coming for how many years? And like I said, I think we talked about this at the show. I've been coming for like eight years now. I have never seen any type of like altercation ever between like fans and not one time. Yeah, so they were they were really happy with everything. I mean, I thought that the just the environment, I mean, it just felt so big. You know what I mean? For a show that Yeah. You know, like I don't know if anybody was really count like, you know, counting this show or whatever, but like you know, obviously it was a slow starter and you know, it seems like it was a slow starter with, you know, a lot of our people that come a lot. Uh and you know, no Cardona on the card. You know, there's a lot of things, and like for pe- for people to come out like that, and like they were fucking hot for everything all night. Like it was like such a great atmosphere Friday night. I, I don't know about a slow starter. Mans brought out a goddamn axe to start the show. Well, I meant, I meant a slow starter as far as ticket sales. Oh, oh right, right. Okay. No, <laughs> I was no. gonna say that sucker was hot start to finish, in my opinion. Well, no, like uh, I was like, you know, we're coming right out of the gate with with Dom versus versus Mans. Like I was just yeah. like, that's just uh, that's just the way that we're gonna come out of the gate. Like that was always Tickets, gonna be the though, plan. Yeah. I but like <laughs> tickets were slow tickets were a little slow starting so like yeah. you know i don't know if people were kind of like you know uh, counting this card out or whatever mm-hmm. and then like decided like to come when they found out you know there's going to be all this space available and seating available but uh man it was you know like i was i was really worried and i thought that everybody went fucking balls to the wall every match you know like uh Everything was cool. You know, the girl four-way was wild. Like, Oh, yeah. So, like, there was so much great stuff on, on the show. And, like, everything just felt big. And, like, it felt like, man, like, you know, this is how it should be. A fucking cool-ass big venue in downtown Cleveland. Like, everybody being loud and rowdy and drinking. It was awesome. 
the, the view, everything. Yeah, just the building we were in, the room, everything. But to put the women's the women's match over big time here. I mean, we with Joss, we've have we've had a lot of people. You know, like you always say, she she's the A tier of the women's division, and all that. We've had a lot of people clamoring for you know the belt to come back that's even part of the questions that we get later you know this AIW women's division belt never before more than now whatever however you want to say it after that match on Friday everybody has been talking about oh wait where where is this belt we, you know look at how many how many women are in this division really shown I and mean, that women's match was awesome that four way killed it and uh you know it was it was uh, a big topic of that you know and then the that that match definitely was uh, the, the reason for it yeah and I think you know it was just uh, one of those things where I was just like you know like uh, I've we've been that's the one thing that people don't like you know like some of we have some very critical fans I guess you know you'll say at certain times. And, like, they don't understand that, like, it's all part of a ride. You know what I mean? Like, people are getting very critical. Like, Jocelyn just beats people. Jocelyn just beats people. Jocelyn just beats people. You guys don't do anything with Ziggy. Like, it's all part of the fucking plan. And, like, sometimes people don't want to just sit back and watch the plan, you know? And, like, this has been in the works for quite some time. And, you know... Obviously, uh, if you haven't fucking figured it out, it's going to be Jocelyn versus Ziggy at Absolution. You know, like that is going to be a match at Absolution. Like we set up a lot of stuff that's going to happen at Absolution on Friday night. And like this is just one of those long, slow burning stories that like I don't know if people were even catching the little fucking breadcrumbs along the way, you know, this past year. Yeah, I mean, I feel like it's people, if they don't know now, I was surprised we didn't get more questions on stuff like that. But, yeah, if people don't know now where we're heading with a lot of this, then uh, I think you need to go back and hit hit the Fight Plus and wa- watch these matches back a little bit closer. And uh, I think the plan has, you know, all things are starting to finally come to, to fruition here. Yeah, so, I mean, you know, like just stuff like that. And, you know, like uh, Becca has been somebody that, you know, I've uh, seen a lot of you know over the last year she's been someone we've been wanting to to bring in she has ohio roots uh, i believe she was born here and has family here so you know um, she's super athletic um you know pretty much uh east coast based boston based starting to get out a little bit and uh, we were able to work something out and i just thought like a four-way you know, on the show with no rules was going to give, you know, the girls a, a super, you know, a, a super big platform. Um, especially when, you know, I don't think people were realizing that like we were going to, we were going to interweave a story there at the end. Yeah. And I mean, uh, Katie Arquette too, man, talking about no rules, man. She had a fucking lump on her head that was bleeding like crazy, crazy, crazy. Uh, that was that was a and wild that was match, all dude. that was all accident and like she just rolled with it and yeah um you know uh she's doing okay and you know she's a trooper you know what i mean like oh yeah she got you know cut hard way and like just kept going and you know played into it and like you know she came back and like you know we had you know jeremy and patty you know we came back there and they you know they they patched her all up and Fucking Katie Arquette was at the after party at the end of the night, you know, like <laughs> just a tr- total trooper. Yeah, it was uh, it was wild. That's for sure. That was a wild match. Uh, 
Um, Kaplan versus the Barbarian, in my opinion, lived up to the hype. That was a fucking wild one, uh, you know, for a guy. I think Kaplan bar- knocked him out t- while Barbarian was delivering a move to him. <laughs> like, dude, how 64. about that? He, he, dude, he, he brought it for a 60-year-old man, a 64-year-old man. That's for friggin' sure. That is for sure. Uh, I, I talked to him for f- five seconds. I didn't know where he was because oh, here's another thing about this building is, like, it is – a plus a combinations when you're in the big room. There was like yeah. four fully furnished dressing rooms, private bathrooms, private showers for everybody. I mean, it's like, you know, it's set up for huge touring bands, you know, and like it was just like there were some people I, I saw them when they walked in. I never saw them again. <laughs> like it, it just amazed down there. Yeah, it was really cool. We saw all those rooms the last time, and that's kind of what they had said, too. He goes, yeah, if you ever up in the big room, you know, you can utilize all these green room spaces with the wrestlers. I'm sure everyone will like that because, you know, you get a little space to change, kind of do, you know, to be by yourself, you know, that. And, and, and they, yeah, there is just rooms upon rooms in that building. It was funny, too, because um, I had texted a few people in the one group chat, the PVD group chat, and I said, oh, they're going to be in the big room now. And he, Brian had asked, like, how many rooms does the place have? And I said, showrooms. So listen to this, too, because they told us this i guessed seven or eight i go i think there's like seven or eight showrooms i go logistically there's probably literally like 60 rooms in the fucking building overall because there's rooms everywhere green rooms dressing rooms bathrooms all this crazy shit but you know what they told me you can have 17 simultaneous events in that building 17 i know it's crazy like so uh, me and matt justice did a tour of this building like years ago trying to get in there and it just it was when a different guy was in charge of it and it was under different management and all it just didn't work out but he gave us a Mm -hmm. tour and like he showed us four rooms or whatever and then i know you and pedro got the extensive tour after the last one yeah but dude so like we went down one more level from the levels that um you know the green rooms and the showers and stuff were on from the big room yeah and there's a full-on gymnasium, like, huge room in the basement that's, like, yeah. a show, like a venue. You know, We like saw the- that one, yeah. That was the one that reminded me, it reminded me of, like, Brook Park Rec, like, when you stand up on that track on the yeah, Brook Park Rec and you look down into the... Because there's balconies down there, yeah. and, like, it was huge. Um, Spooky as all hell, that's for sure. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Fucking uh, new Kenny Andy, he thought he saw a ghost and ran out of there all spooked. Several people were talking about ghosts and things like that. Uh, Shaw Mason was like, kept really wanting to go down to different rooms. He was like, I don't, come on, come with somebody, come with me. I ain't trying to wander around by myself. And I was like, yeah, I probably wouldn't be Shaw wandering Mason. around by myself either. Shaw Mason, God love him. He was like, I would love to go on a tour of this place. And I was like, you're fucking doing one right now. <laughs> like, what are you talking about? You <laughs> go walk around. No one's stopping you, dude. Go ahead. Oh, oh yeah. <laughs> That's great. I was like, go go walk around, dude. Like he's like, yeah, you know, it'd be cool to like pay to go on a tour. And I'm like, you're in the fucking building right now. Go walk around. Like, why would you pay for that? <laughs> right. He uh, he was cracking me up on Saturday at uh, at the toy convention. He had that shopping cart merch going. He was uh, he was rocking it. He had all his stuff in the cart. There was no tables. He said, "What? I'm gonna stick it in this cart and try and sell some t-shirts." <laughs> I got, I mean, I gotta I gotta bury Sean Mason a little bit because I heard this story on Saturday morning. Uh oh. So, uh, people are like, Hey, you know, on Friday night, they're like, Hey, can I get a XL? And he's like, Oh fuck. I can't, he's going through his shit. And he's like, fuck, I don't know. And he's like, undoing them all and doing all this shit. 
so it turns out that you know how you like fold and roll shirts for merch or whatever so like yeah. they travel better so he did all that and what he did is he put pipe cleaners around every shirt so like every color is supposed to represent a size so like blue is this color red is or blue is this size red is this size yellow is this size but he forgot to write down his his color code key so like <laughs> he, he went through the trouble of doing all this and then he forgot what what each color represented so then he ended up having to undo them all anyway oh no <laughs> well at least was he able to sell the shirt he find an xl or what i don't i, I don't know i mean the, i heard he was pretty flustered when he was looking for whatever <laughs> size they're looking for so i don't know if the guy stuck around for the sale or not pipe cleaner i've never heard that one it's always masking tape with the size written on the masking tape so it's yeah, easily well, visible t- tell tell shaw mason that little trick because uh, the pipe cleaner trick is not working out oh he listens don't worry he's hearing this right now but you know you also on the, on the flip side of that you got to put him over uh, he pulled a, a huge crowd on Friday night. Uh, Wes Barkley pulled in a huge, a huge amount of people. Uh, Austin James. I mean, there was Brian Carson and Kaplan. They they pulled in. You know, like guys were like pumped to be in that big room, and they got they got people out to come out and support them. So, you know, you can't you, you can't discount that at all. Um, you know, those those guys all worked extremely hard to try to you know get people into that room on Friday night. Yeah, oh yeah, Barkley Nation always showing out. That's awesome. Austin has been having his fans, you know, and it. And we've said before, it's tough, you know. You debut, you get some people to come out, and then after, you know, a few matches here or there, that st- the support starts to dwindle here or there. You know, you made the call, and you you said, hey, you know, all fans on deck, and you told the boys and ladies in the back, hey, you know, everybody try to really do what you can, and and you you like you said, you see who who shows out, who brings their people, and really, you know, tries to pack the building, and uh, we appreciate it. Yeah, absolutely. Because you know that was just like, uh, you know, it, it was it was an expensive show. You know, like oh, Barbarian, yeah. uh, Devon. You know, uh, quite a few flights in, involved. So it's just like you know, it, it starts kind of getting overwhelming, and uh, you know, you, you got to just kind of shout out, you know, everyone that goes above and beyond to try to get people out there. You know, Jocelyn always always draws people too. You know, um, it, it's a, it's truly a team effort for everybody uh for this you know for this train to keep you know keep going on the tracks so you know it it, and i was extremely happy you know that everybody did you know everything they could to try to get you know people through those doors on friday night because you know they they needed it you know they knew that we needed it and you know they don't want to wrestle you know in in front of 50 people right yeah, I mean, that to me, it was like, a, you know, it was like a, a t- trial run for us for that, you know, like, and you said like that guy, look, he thought how great it looked in there and how cool, he, you know, hey, maybe we'll do this every time now. If nobody would have showed out, if everyone is, if everyone would have just did the bare minimum, yeah, people will show up and no one did, we'd be back up in the upstairs room if we're lucky, you know, uh, you right. know, pe- people have to show up. It's not just going to happen. You know what I mean? You have to do, you have to make some effort and, and, people and it was did. like, it's great. You know, and that's kind of what, um, you know, Pedro was saying, cause I was having like a fucking anxiety attack like at one point like after i saw it like i had to leave like i drove away for a little bit <laughs> like i just you went to get coffee or something you said right yeah but i just yeah. drove around i didn't even get coffee you know i was just like whew, like the just the 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 pressure of the situation was just like w- overwhelming me for a minute and i was like i gotta just get out of here and like get my you know get my head right a little bit and uh you know pedro's like dude like this is like the get out of jail free card, you know, like, that's what I said. Yeah. It's just like, 
he's just like, who cares? You know, like we're getting, this is what we always wanted to see if we can do it. And we're getting a chance to do it at no, you know what I mean? Like no additional pressure or cost. Like it was just like a happy accident. He's like, we got to just, you know, we got to roll with it. And like, we got to use this as, as the trial run. And like you said, though, if nobody would have came out, that would have been it. You know what I mean? Like it would have been over. And, um, it was, uh, they, they seemed happy with it. You know, there was a, a couple things that we had discussed late, late, late night after the show was over that they were a little upset about, but, uh, <laughs> yeah. you know, like, uh, I think, no, you weren't, you weren't there, but no, I, I was not there luckily for that. <laughs> but yeah, I mean, other than that, like, I think all in all, they were, they were pretty happy with everything. Yeah, yeah. Like I said, I was gonna say. Aside from that last hiccup, man, I really, I really think uh, you know. And I think stuff like that, you know, it happens, uh, and it was, it was uh, taken care of, uh, to say the least. And then uh, you know, going forward, just have to make sure things like that don't happen. But you know, there's hiccups and everything. There's bumps in the road. I think our bumps in the road and our hiccups was something that that guy is probably going to think to himself in the future, I can live with stuff like that. I I think they liked it in that room and I think they really, you know, it, it worked for them and was cool. And I, I think, I think they're going to want to do it going forward as well. I mean, yeah, no promises you know, obviously, but yeah. Right. Like, I, I, I mean, like I said, I said, Hey, you know, we would love to do it if you would love to do it. And, you know, I kind of left it. I said, you know, but it's, it's your space. You know what I mean? And like, I'm not gonna, I'm not going to push it, you know, because uh, what I was told initially we could never afford to do so you know like but if they want to put it in there under the same kind of you know parameters and um you know they really want you know our fans in there you know drinking and stuff like that you know because that's a big you know that that is a big part of the deal is you know that we do bring out you know fans that are behaved and fans that drink you know those are like two like you know, gold stars next to our names or whatever. So it's hard uh, to have both really. It really is hard to have both. (laughs) Right. So, you know, like I kind of left it like, Hey, you know, we would love to do it. If you love to do it, obviously, you know, if some tour is coming through and they say, Hey, we want this date, like they're going to fucking go, you know, with, uh, you know, the dropkick Murphys or something, you know what I mean? And kick us back upstairs. But, um, you know, until, you know, uh, as of now, I think that, they are going to put us in that in that in the big space for Jaylet. So you know, this is just uh, everybody's seeing the schedule. You know, so if we're uh, like, it's going to be another calling all cars situation. You know, and like like I said, I don't know if we're going to do a weekend pass or something. We may just do a la carte, or um, you know, we have to sit down and figure that out because you know the, the if we got to do like you know the higher the the grand total ticket is, you know, say for a weekend pass, like the higher the fees are. So we may just go a la carte to kind of keep that aspect of everything down. Um, but, you know, Pedro and I are going to have a, a conversation and, you know, we're kind of looking into names and different things we can do um, to, to try to pack it, you know, like uh, it's, it's going to be a task for sure. But, um, I'm just so happy with, uh, you know, the fans that did come out and, and, and support and, uh, just, uh, crazy that we were able to pull it off and it didn't look awful. 
Yeah, and I haven't watched it all back yet, but I've seen a lot of clips of it, and it looks it looks great. Uh, I think it was shot really well. Shouts to the production guys and, you know, Chase and Caleb, all the guys who shot it, Ethan, uh, I think Zay was out there. Uh, Jeff, uh, new student Jeff. Uh, Jeff who, I don't know if you know him. Yeah, I met him uh, uh, Friday and then Saturday as well. He was there Saturday too. Yeah, so, you know, he kind of stepped in a little bit, so – um, you know, uh, Caleb, uh, everybody, you know, if uh, you've seen it on, um, you've seen it on our socials, like, uh, do those free votes for Caleb to skateboard with Tony Hawk. He's like moved on to like the next round and he's real close to winning the whole thing. So, uh, be on the lookout for Dude, that. Cause I love I mean, it. Caleb is like the best fucking kid on earth. And, uh, anything that our collective reach could do to, to help him would be great. Cause he does a ton for AIW behind the scenes, um, you know, whatever Chase, whatever Chase isn't doing, Caleb is, is, you know, next man up doing it all too. Mm-hmm. I, I love it too. I listened to his podcast and he talked about today how he went to, uh, he went to a concert and, uh, he list them off by, uh, what songs they are on the Tony Hawk games. So like he went yeah. to like he, he he really loves Tony Hawk. Let's just say, go ahead and feel confident giving him your vote because he really likes Tony Hawk. <laughs> so yeah, just be on the lookout. Be on the lookout for all that because uh, you know uh, he des- he deserves it. You know he's, oh, yeah. he's a real good kid, and uh, you know everybody, you know is, is everybody's pulling for him. So you know I'm just uh, you know I wanted to throw that out there. Also, you know what I mean. Uh, before we forget, we got to shout out the Exchange who re-upped their sponsorship uh sick things clothing you know really came through with some sponsorship dollars uh a friday night as well um so you know what i mean like all that stuff helps and first stop we got to talk about first stop because first stop uh they fucking they they came through with you know uh, a sponsorship you know they threw down some sponsorship money for friday night uh to get the rights to the after party but that was a fucking wild after party i mean i know i know people were like oh you know we don't go to the after parties ever since they left fucking uh good company or the fun house dude the first time after party was it was like a high school party i was like this is like a fucking high school party like people were hammered people were outside like there must have been a hundred people just outside the bar the cops showed up like a high school party and like everyone ran inside like it was crazy. <laughs> it it yeah, was, was uh... fucking. It was crazy. You know, like Paul London and Kaplan speaking for like two straight hours just by themselves outside may have been like. I wish we had like a boom mic for that conversation because Kaplan and Paul London have become like fast best friends, and that's like the best part about AIW is like just seeing that friendship form. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Like Paul, Paul, dude. Paul London is the fucking best. Uh, I, he's one of these guys that I I wish could just be like an all the time AIW roster member. Like basically like how Tom became. Like he would just be around every once in a while, and then before you know, he's on like every show. Paul London is the absolute best. Did you find yourself giving like the the brother handshake like how he's doing, where he grabbed like the forearm, forearm to forearm oh, yeah. like that? How he's doing you, that to everybody? You know, what he, you know what he says. Why he says he does that? So uh, checking for knives. Checking for knives. Yeah. Like I'm checking for knives. <laughs> fucking legend bro he's God, just Paul's he's the, the funniest human he's the funniest human on earth he's so fucking funny great guy and like him and kaplan just being best buddies at the after party is even fucking funnier yeah but I, paul I london definitely... fucking, 
Paul London shut it down. He was like one of the last people to leave the first stop. We gotta we gotta get a, a podcast after party. You gotta put him on jail or something so we can get just. I'll I'll be the moderator of those two and I'll just throw some topics out to him or something. We just let those two go crazy. He's like just so interested. He's like this guy makes jerky. He's like <laughs> yes. Well, Kaplan is an interesting guy, but Paul London is also a really interesting guy. But they're them two together is just this dynamic that is incredible. But then he's like, what? He's like he he like develops like a murder mystery about it. He's like. <laughs> What's the missing person situation like in his neighborhood? <laughs> like he, looks, <laughs> he starts he starts questioning Kaplan. It's so funny. <laughs> the jerky's turning jerky from the people. Oh, oh that's just great. fucking so funny. But yeah, first stop was just crazy. And like it was uh, it wasn't hard to get a drink. Like for how crowded it was, they had a lot of bartenders. I really gotta put them over for that. It was not like, you know, we've been to some bar after They had a lot of bartenders yeah. and they like reserved spaces for us. Yeah. Which was super cool. Um, so, you know, uh, I know a lot of the boys like Dive Bar. I like going to Dive Bar. But maybe the first stop might be the spot for the Cleveland area shows because, I mean, they fucking, they went above and beyond and it was fun. It was cheap. Yeah. The most expensive drink, Parker Pierce told me, the most expensive drink on the menu is $7. Wow. That rocks. Yeah, it was it was a good time, definitely. Uh, they had food going pretty yeah, food late. Yeah, food was going, yep. So I mean, it was uh, it was it was rough for how much fun we were having to have to be up the very next morning. And the the rough thing about Hartville is, man, I know where you live too. Like that shit was like an hour and ten minutes for me. Oh, and it was, yeah, a it was far, hike dude. the next morning. It was far. I did the I did the pro move and I ordered DoorDash before I left first stop. So I got home and the DoorDash was on my porch and I ate. And then, like, I set my alarm and I passed out, and I got like I don't know, four hours of four hours of sleep. The, the rallies was working its magic to counteract the, the pending hangover that was developing my body. Oh yeah. And then uh, I got up. Uh, I took a shower. I grabbed some coffee and then shot down to Hartville. And I, I mean, I didn't make there as early as you, but I got there. I was there about uh, ten thirty, um, which was, I I was I was happy with because like. I mean, you know, fucking Ted, Big Ted, shout out to Big Ted. He gets the fucking rounds of shots going. Oh, yeah. We're doing green teas or whatever. Yeah. It's just like, oh, brother, you know, like that, that shit just, that shit just starts fucking creeping up on you, you know? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. So uh, I was uh, happy with the shape that I was in uh, Saturday morning at the flea market. Duke was like. You get one or the other, brother. He's like, yeah, you get the after party. It was an ultimatum, yeah. <laughs> it was an ultimatum. It was like, you get the after party, or you get me wrestling in Hartville. What's it going to be? And like, I was like, well, you know, if it means you're not going to wrestle, I'll take you to the after party. <laughs> so then he went to the after party, and he got all fucked up. And then, like, Dom was, like, doming out on him. He's like, you're on the fucking flyer. You got to be there. And, like, he was trying to call off to Dom, and Dom was not having it. He's like, you're on the fucking flyer. You're fucking wrestling tomorrow. <laughs> he had to be there, though. I mean, he gave an incredible promo. He who's gonna be there to to talk shit to some of he these was, people? Like he's the he bad was in guy. Rough to shape. Talk shit. He was in rough shape, though. Oh, he yeah. he was in we rough shape right. Saturday morning because he was hitting uh, he was hitting whiskeys all night at the first stop. Oh, yeah. That's a tough one. Um, I'm glad I got there as early as I did. I I struggled immensely. Um. 
But I mean, like, I, you, you were know. fucking, you were out there, and uh, like, you were out there. Like, the last time I saw you at the first time, you were out in the orbit, brother. Like, I was just like, oh, whoa, that yeah. has left the building. It happens sometimes, uh, but uh, there is no calling off for me. I mean, like, I have to be there. That's like, it, you're done. Goodbye. No, don't come anymore. You know what I mean? So I'm like, oh, I got to make it. I got to get there. Um, and I'm glad I did get it as early as I did because as I was setting everything up, um, the surge protector, like I said, we just, we literally had one outlet, uh, that was locked with a padlock. Um, we had one, uh, one like surge protector that was already plugged into it as it was locked. So we, they basically like here, you get one strip of electricity and it was, it would only go so far. So I had a plug going, I had the, my surge protector sitting on the table and it was, it got pulled off the table somehow. And the power source to my mixing board somehow broke in falling i don't know it didn't wasn't like cracked or busted into pieces but it just for what for whatever reason would not power on so i couldn't use my mixing board so i had to go through all the crap in my you know all the different i don't know i rigged a bunch of stuff together to make it work and it worked and the duke even made fun of me because we ended up using wired mics i just had a 100 foot xlr and we ran a wired mic into the into the ring and he made fun of me what is this 1990 wired mics jesus christ but we had a mic and we had sound so that's all that really after the you know the orbit that i was in uh friday night i I was pretty proud of myself (laughs) yeah it was uh it was great and then you know savio coming over and like remembering he did jaylet a couple years ago and give me a big hug and like i hooked him up with a canada tour a couple weeks ago like a promoter asked me for his number and i had it and like he ended up getting like four dates out of it and like he nice. thanked me for that like i, I didn't expect him to know I, you know what i mean like i didn't mm-hmm. expect him to remember any of that i just assume everybody guys like that just forget but he remembered and then he was like super interested in like our our production setup and like mm-hmm. he's talking to chase oliver and he's like i got that you know for tv in puerto rico and i do this and like he was like getting super into it, you know, and like seeing what we do and taking pictures of our stuff and like, you know, asking Chase for advice. It was like turned out to be such a weird fucking day. It almost uh, looked like he jumped on commentary at one point. I almost, I thought maybe I saw did. him with the headphones on, he, but I didn't he know did if he was at just the talking end. to you. Okay, he did yeah. at the end, and like he was like putting us over, and <laughs> it was really funny because he was like putting us over, and he's like, "Oh fuck, what's the name of the company?" <laughs> like, yeah, he's like, "They're the best." <laughs> it was really funny. That's great. It was so funny, but yeah, I mean, it was a it was a good day, you know. All the all the flea marketing afterwards, uh, you know. If you're down in Hartville, I mean, you, or anywhere in that area, you got to check out the Hartville flea market. Even when we're not there, it is a sight to behold. Oh, it was incredible. Uh, the Hastel to- uh, Hastel toys. I don't know if you found his his little section in there, but he mm-hmm. has so much fucking wrestling shit. Oh yeah, uh, just there like was a, a lot of wrestling stuff in there. Yeah, not just, just like, his. Just the crazy amount of wrestling stuff down there. Uh, just super rare and weird items, like super cool. Um, and, you know, you can also buy a gun in there if you want. So, <laughs> Dude, not only that, but the food that was in there. They have some incredible stuff. They have a deli. They have a bunch oh, of yeah. hot foods. Like, there is some incredible they have, like, farm food. To table, like, de- they have a farm-to-table, like, meat butcher shop in there, uh, yeah. which would, like, look – I mean – you know, you'd be like, I'm not buying my meat from a fleet. But it was like a legit, like, fucking straight from a farm. It was like, you know, yeah. for Clevelanders, it was like West Side Market style. 
Right. Uh, that's what I was going to say. It's it's it, we keep saying flea market, but this is Hartville is like a big building that stays there all the time. So it's essentially like their West Side Market. Yeah, it's you know like what I mean, it's called the like, flea market, but yeah, they call it the marketplace. But then there's like a flea market outside. But it was just mm-hmm. like uh, it was, and they had like all kinds of like food in there. I got like a a pizza a pizza roll thing. It was pretty yeah. good. Oh yeah. Um, but yeah, it was uh, it was it was it was quite the day. I'll I'll, I'll say that. No, quite the weekend, honestly. I know. I feel like we didn't even really. You know, we've been doing this. We're an hour into this, and I feel like we didn't even really get to cover much of the card um, on either. Sorry, right. I know, mean, we bits got and not, pieces. We but. got nothing but time, right? We're doing this every week again. We're That's, trying. That's true. We got a couple weeks uh, until our next event, which is Absolution on July fifteenth. So yeah, hey, you know maybe this next. And we have we we are talking about uh, you know getting together, getting a like a, a panel together to do some review shows as well too. So, and that wouldn't be bad to get. You know, we'll have a couple shows in a row to discuss. Uh, so who do you, if you want to hear somebody, who do you guys miss on the pod? Uh, yeah, you know, I think you know. I think um, you know some people are talking about maybe getting together for Money in the Bank or something. Okay. Next weekend, so okay, maybe if that happens, because it's during the day, we can knock some stuff out. Perfect. And we'll play it by ear, but uh, yeah, I mean, it was just kind of like a a hodgepodge of uh, the weekend, a little bit of uh, tidbits on on both shows. No, uh, nothing too crazy in depth, but uh, yeah, just a weird one of those weird weekends. You know what I mean? Like dream venue, waking up, tent in a flea market the next day, like. <laughs> Here we go. You know what I mean? Like, just mm-hmm. uh, keep keep the train rolling. A um, couple questions before we get out of here. Uh, EVP of Health, Jeremy, wanted to know, w- was there a student that debuted or whatever you want to call it on Saturday that impressed you the most? Um, I know, you know, all four of them, I'm pretty sure it was like four of them, uh, w- they were all great. I think they all did a great job. Was there anybody that really stood out to you? Um. You know, uh, there was, but I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna uh, be a morale killer like that for, for guys <laughs> that haven't debuted yet. Sure. Uh, I thought they all did so, something a little unique. Um, so, uh, what I will say is, you know, I think that they are all going to be more than ready by the fall. Uh, that's that, that's really what impressed me the most. I mean, there there was one where I went, wow, like this this seems to be. Um, you know, the most together thing, you know, mm-hmm. presentation in ring all together. But, uh, yeah, I, I'm not, I'm not gonna, uh, I'm not gonna be mean to mean to him just yet. You know, we, we gotta get that, <laughs> we gotta get that official debut before I start giving him the real feedback. Sure. Sure. Um, what, what about the attendance as far as Saturday to go? Did you think, uh, cause I mean, this was obviously a paid, you know, it wasn't like we had any idea of, you know, a ticket sales wise, it was just kind of show up and, you know, you know, do what we do. Do you feel like, uh, cause we, I feel like we did have a lot of regulars that did show up. Yeah. I mean, uh, you know, we got like a little, like a super small fee to do it. Uh, I mean, and that is why, you know, it did end up working out to where there was, uh, you know, undebuted students on there and stuff like that. I mean, uh, you know, it was, we kind of threw it out there based on, you know, based on what we agreed to, it was pretty much going to cover, you know, the, the U-Haul to get down there. Mm-hmm. Um, but, you know, we just wanted to do it to, to just to do it, you know, like uh, just to kind of uh, uh, try something out, you know, do a little low pressure thing on a Saturday, promote absolution in, in that general area a little bit. And, uh, 
to be perfectly honest, you know, like, I mean, Pedro was pretty mad at me about it, but I was like, it's just so funny to wrestle at a flea market. Like, like, it doesn't matter that we're not getting that much money. Like, I just thought it was so, I thought it was so weird and funny that, and it was just going to be one of those fun things. Uh, I was like, we have to do it. You know what I mean? Like, mm-hmm. uh, so, you know, like, but I think like there's like almost 200 people at one point watching. I mean, it was fucking packed in that tent to, at, at one point, you know, people filtered in and out as it, as, as it went on. But, um, yeah, I mean, I think, you know, they want us, they certainly said when they do it again, they want us to come back. And I said, you know, uh, we'll see, you know, cause like it, it's one thing to do it like, you know, as, as a one-off kind of funny joke, but like doing it again, I don't know. Uh, mm-hmm. but I will say, you know, a lot of people were like, man, this is like rivaling. It was rivaling North Canton for like how much fun all the wrestlers had, you know? And like, yeah. Oh yeah. It was a good, you know, it was like a good team building experience almost. So it, it might be worth it to do it again. Just, just for that. I don't know. Okay. Um, and the next few questions, kind of almost the same thing. Uh, Jeremy wanted to know how many, you know, how many ladies it would take to, you know, to make an AIW women's division. Uh, and I meant like if, if there's an actual answer to that. Um, but somebody also, Daniel Jones, wanted to know, is there any chance of Shayna Baszler, Baszler actually handing over the AIW women's title? Um, you know, here's the thing is like, what makes it so difficult is there are so few women compared to men. So their schedules get booked up so much quicker and they also get looks looks from bigger companies quicker. Um, you know, we've seen people, you know, if, if you go between WWE, AEW impact, uh, MLW now ROH. I mean, there's a lot of spots that people are gonna need filled. You know what I mean? For for much much more money than they can make on the indies. So you know that's what really makes it difficult. It's not you know, and and, and my thing is is like yes, we have four girls on Friday, but will you have four girls in November? You know, like that are affordable clothes, you know, like that's a whole other kind of aspect of, of it is girls also, you know, make more money at this level because there are so like, if you went experience level versus experience level, a girl is almost always going to make more money than a guy. So, you know, there's just a lot of economics involved in the whole thing. So it's really hard to answer. Yeah. Because, you know, there's so many different factors as opposed to we had, you know what I mean? Like we had four girls, but I mean, like Becca is booked all the time. Katie Arquette, like we've tried to book her multiple times since you last saw her. But, you know, she's booked in Baltimore or, mm-hmm. you know, she's booked, you know, like they, they get booked all over, you know. So it's it, it's 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 really difficult to to coordinate, honestly. So, you know, I don't know, you know, like and Jocelyn has really been pushing for the you know, for the belt to come back, but it's really hard. You know, there's been multiple times where like, you know, it's supposed to be Jocelyn versus, you know, whoever. And then we can't find, we can't find a woman for, her, and then Jocelyn, you know, is in a scramble or something, you know, it, it's, it, it's really difficult. I mean, um, 
you know, look at uh, Youngstown. Kayla Cassidy uh, pulled out last second, and, you know, we booked a replacement. But that replacement uh, charged, like, five times the amount of money, you know, like, last minute. So, you know, it's just like uh, it, it, it can get very expensive. Um, I like the way we're doing it now to where we're still featuring. Um, we're not forcing a belt. Because, you know, like, if you bring a belt back, like, and you don't have enough for a division, like, you got to understand, when, we're, when we had a women's championship belt, we were doing girls' night out. So we're doing full-on women's events where, you know, you're featuring, I don't know, like, 12, 15, 20 different girls. You know what I mean? Like, uh, that would be pretty difficult to, to pull together these days. And so, you know, I don't want to just be like, okay – Here's a woman's match and it's for a belt, you know what I mean? To where without a belt, there's a lot more versatility when you can book women's matches. Um, you know, you don't have to, anybody can win at any time. Anybody can lose at any time. Anybody can wrestle anybody at any time. It gets a little bit trickier when there's a belt. And, you know, I know people don't, might not see that. And people may think that it's less than because there's not a belt, but I look at it a little bit differently. I think it's, there's a lot more creativity you can do without a belt as opposed to with a belt. Um, so, you know, that's kind of where I'm at right now. You know, like eventually you would think that things are going to cool off. But like if you look at how fast people have been signed, you know, especially females, there has not been a chance to really replenish the scene. You know, like you got to think when we're doing yeah. girls out, like. Oh, you know, I don't even think you could do it today. I don't think you could. I don't but know. Like the, the amount of talent that was out and available was just incredible, you know? And, like, it, it, I tell people, you know, this all the time. I won't say it, but I'll say, you know, Sarah Del Rey charged this much money. Like, for that much money, you can't really get many girls at any level right now. You know what I mean? Like, it's just the, the economics and all that have, have just changed so much, you know? And, like... um it's it it's really difficult so like there needs to be more of a i mean shimmer doesn't even run shows anymore you know what i mean that was just like that was the marquee feeding system i i, I don't know why they don't run shows anymore i would assume that it's probably similar but uh you know it's just there's just not a ton of girls out there and the ones that are out there is just like they're so expensive. They're spread all over the country, and it, it, it's really difficult to kind of bring a division together right now to where I'd much rather, you know, feature girls and not have to be so booked into a corner because there's a belt involved. Yeah, and I mean, speaking of Jossie, too, you say, you know, she's, you know, the AIW standard, and I'm sure you give her the dates at the beginning of the year. She would probably, you know, being an AIW hometown girl, I'm sure she would give AIW that first priority. But if you see, I mean, she wrestles all over. She's wrestled in, like, Jamaica and, like, where she went somewhere recently, like, to the some, some islands or something. Like, she gets yeah, booked she's all in New over York. now, too. Yeah, she was in New York, like, this weekend, you know? Yeah, like, so, I mean, even her is getting harder and harder the bigger she gets and the more that she's out everywhere, you know, it's it's even harder to book her, in a sense. You know, like I said, I'm sure she gives AIW priority, but eventually there'll be a time, come, could come to a time where, you know what I mean, some of these places she's going to wrestle, they offer a decent amount of money, you know? And well, you right, and that's you're where... You're not going to make somebody turn that down, you know? You know, and, like, for somebody 
somebody like Jocelyn, I was like, that's where she's going to make her money. You know what I mean? Like she's obviously doing AIW for, you know, uh, a reduced deal or whatever. You know what I mean? She helps train. She, you know, she comes to work out at the school. Like there's different factors involved in that, but you know what I mean? Like you said, like if she's going to get, you know, the full rate offer, you know what I mean? It's hard to, it's hard to say no to that, you know, right. like it's hard for a lot of girls, you, you know, like it's hard for it's business, you know? So it's like, to me, like, I think it's better to feature girls and not have to worry about a championship belt, you know, like to where they can just go out and kind of ball out and, and do everything they can to, to showcase themselves. And, you know, sometimes one, someone can win, someone can lose. It does, you know, like it matters, mm-hmm. but it doesn't matter to where like, when you're booking a belt, it's like such a different mentality and mindset. And like, I look at all these companies that do have women's belts and it's just like girl champion girl wrestles this girl. That's never wrestled here before. And then mm-hmm. the next show she wrestles this girl that's never wrestled here before, you know, and like beats her and beats her and beats her, mm-hmm. you know, it's just all very predictable. And to me, that's not booking a division. That's just having a belt, you know? And, uh, that's kind of where I'm at is like, I don't think that we could pull off a division right now. So like, that's why there's not a belt. And you know, if things change and there's this kind of influx of, of independent women's wrestlers that, you know what I mean? Like that, and it's doable, you know what I mean? It's like, it's another thing. Like, you know, I, I, fans don't take into consideration, like, you know, wrestler X, you know, like Becca, you know, that's a flight, that's a hotel. You know what I mean? That's, mm-hmm a lot more money. Uh, you know, she's great, very talented, but you know, when you're booking a division and you got, you know, eight, eight girls that are all fly-ins plus hotels, you know, like it's just, it it gets very expensive. And, you know, I don't know how, how much traveling wrestling fans are doing, but, uh, you know, if you take a look, it's, it's not cheap. You know what I mean? Like the average price of a hotel in the Cleveland area is like $170 right now. Yeah. You know, yeah, it's, which is, it's crazy. Well, uh, that was kind of it for questions. Uh, anything else you want to hit before we get out of here, Thorne? No, I mean, you know, uh, just uh, super happy with, with the weekend. Um, hope I hope that, you know, we can build off what we did, uh, pack Absolution, and then, you know, pack the Jaylet weekend. You know, those are kind of the the two marquee things that are coming up. And, you know, we're going to have Russell Rager kind of in the middle of there, but I'm not worried about selling Russell Rager. That show pretty much sells itself at this point. You know what I mean? Like, <laughs> yeah. Uh, but, uh, you know, Absolution and, and J-Lit are the two kind of big things on the horizon that uh, we're working on right now. And, uh, you know, I just, you, you got you to gotta thank the fans. You got to shout out the fans, you know what I mean, that, that came out and, uh, and, and helped us out you know it was truly a dream come true for me to do a show in that room i've thought about it since you know 1998 uh i just thought it was just the coolest room i've ever seen pro wrestling in ever even when ecw moved to the agora i thought it sucked in the agora uh i always thought that that was the best room for pro wrestling that was available in the city uh mm-hmm. and uh it's always been that way <clears throat> i've always thought that way since i saw it um you know, Chandler used to think that way, you know, myself and Wadsworth, you know, we went and saw ECW in that room and like, we were trying to figure out where our seats were. And like, it was cool. Like we talked to Devon cause, uh, the Dudleys beat RVD and Sabu, uh, in that building for the ECW tag titles. Um, 
so just uh just super kind of like full circle moment for me uh just uh seriously a dream come true and you know if that becomes the new cleveland home venue like fuck man like i i know we're not gonna fill it every time but if we can keep pulling the way that we pulled it like uh and they're happy with us like that would just be i, I don't even know how to describe it you know like i, I would have never have dreamed of that ever in my life yeah absolutely uh well uh, also uh you know if you weren't there or even if you were ch- go check the replay on fight plus um definitely interested to see how it looked on you know on camera i thought the building like you said is an incredible building so you know go check that replay let's get the replay numbers up uh let's get those episode tickets going eric bischoff uh july 15th uh we'll see you there right i hope i mean i'll be there i know you'll be there i hope i hope people will be there you know you know what i mean I think uh, the Tadmore will be rocking on July fifteenth. You know, I think tickets uh, are looking pretty decent right now. What kind of premium seats we got left? Uh, we got, uh, I think we got ten second row, twenty third row, and uh, I just opened up a fourth row because it looks like you know those second and thirds are going to be gone pretty soon. Okay, well, you heard it. Get those tickets for Abso. We'll see everybody there uh, for AIW, for John Thorne. We'll see everybody next time. Thanks.